All right, y'all ready? What's up, everyone? Odie and Cass, how are you guys doing? Hey. I'm good. I'm chilling right now. Um, Where are you guys and who do you have with you? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. I'm with Maddie, Shayna, and Mary. And we are currently driving home from Northern California. Awesome. Where did you guys go? Um, we went to um, my house. It's called Alamo, California, just in the uh-huh. East Bay. Oh, yeah. we in the Bay, Cass? What? It's in the Bay. Yeah, you, <laughs> you already know. Yes, I am. Cass, are you driving? Yes. <laughs> what? What are you doing, dude? So dangerous. <laughs> you can yeah. You can just keep it there. You don't need to <laughs> show us okay. the whole time. Okay. I swear to God, if you crash and we get that on the podcast, that would be <laughs> that would be bad. Oh, <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Remember, remember when I did this? Remember when I did this on a bike? I know. You were biking in Venice. I was like biking in Venice. That That's so slightly fun. better. <laughs> I feel like this is safer. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is better than the bike. I guess we're going to see. Yeah. Okay, so before we start, um, just... Yeah, Maddie has her interview tomorrow. Maddie, how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't think you're gonna get that tomorrow, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that question. What no, did you? What? Speaking. Oh my God, we have another guest. <laughs> and, uh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Emily, how are you feeling for your interview? I'm feeling really good. I'm really excited. Yeah, you have it in about an hour. Yeah, Liv and I are going to switch. She's here now that I'm coming in here. Nice. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if... Wait, Cass and Odie, did you guys get a chance to look at the run sheet? No worries if not. No, I just tried to find it, but did you... What email did you send it to? Both of them. I sent it to all your emails. I have so many emails. Okay, let me check my Gmail. I have, like, four different Gmails. Yeah, don't worry. None of this stuff is, like, super, like, specific. It'll just be, like, topics I'm going to be, at, like, just asking about, like, normal. So don't even worry if you haven't, like, read up on it. Oh, or anything. Hi, hi, hi. Okay. Oh, oh, here we go. Wait, is this? Oh, my God. Well, this is our first episode of the fall quarter. That's sick. Right? Or no? Wait, it's not. I mean, it's, like, episode one slash two. It doesn't really matter. Okay. That's what counts. Okay. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about in cast, don't worry, you can keep your eyes on the road. Um, yeah. Is did you guys hear about uh, the Marta statue that they're going to be creating in Rio de Janeiro to honor you know, legendary woman soccer and Brazil legend Marta? Oh, I didn't hear that, but that's amazing. 
Where are they putting the statue? So they're going to put it next to the statue of Pele at the museum in Rio, at the Maracana Museum in Rio, which are- They're putting it next to Christ the Redeemer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, Brazil is such a soccer-loving country that I feel like that would fly anyway. I know, right? That's funny. That's so funny. Like, this isn't that like a wonder of the world? Like, yeah, one of the seven wonders of the world. Like a one hundred foot statue of Mars. (laughs) Why is that so funny? Oh my god. Wait. Yeah. Anyway, so for people who don't know, Mars has been um, FIFA World Player of the Year six. She's led Brazil to silver medals at the uh, Olympics and a World Cup silver as well with the Brazilian national team. She currently plays for Orlando and the NWSL and uh, has been one of the top players in Europe many times over playing, especially in Sweden. Who, do, you, do you guys know Marta actually has Swedish citizenship as well as Brazilian? No, I did not know that. Does she have U.S. citizenship too? I don't think so because I don't know. playing on Orlando for that long, right? I think her, I think her Orlando slot is one of the international slots. Actually, I'm pretty sure that she either counts as Brazilian or Swedish. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. That's funny because I could potentially get Swedish citizenship too. How? I'm Swedish. Why? You are? What the fuck? I've never known this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a lot of random things. Wait. So how are you Swedish? I don't get. It. I thought both your par- parents were Brazilian. My mom is not Brazilian. She's oh, she's not. Even if you're Swedish, like, even if you're Swedish, I don't think you could get Swedish citizenship unless 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 one of your parents are born there. No, if your grandparents from there, then you can like work it out so that like my mom would have to get her sweet Swedish citizenship first, and then I would get it. I'm doing that with Portugal right now. So your so your grandma your grandma's from Sweden. My grandpa. Grandpappy. Oh, cool. Papa Pete is Sweden. <laughs> Wait, Odie, can you can you speak Swedish? Oh God, no. <laughs> oh, there's no. not. What? Def- <laughs> yeah, I'm like Swedish and like Romanian. <laughs> That's I got a lot funny. Of Anise, Anise, congrats on the on, congrats on getting into French. Yes, Cass, thank you so much. <laughs> So basically, Odie, do you remember like last week or like two weeks ago, whenever we did our show, how she has that interview or like she had the interview to oh, ask right, the- right. for French six, right, Cass? No, mine was for French five. Okay. Well, basically, after hearing that, I was like, let me just try this shit out to see if I can pass the language requirement. And I did. So that was smooth. Wait, are you in French five now? No, I just don't have to do any classes. It's for the language requirement. Like, so lucky. Wait, what's your major? Econ. Why did you have to take Site 10? Is that a pre-reg? Oh, no, no, that's for Com. So Econ and Com. Um, You're Econ? I had no idea. Well, I guess we're both learning something new today. I know. Wow, and I feel like we're not even friends. <laughs> we're not even co-hosts. You've literally never brought up that you're Swedish. You're always like Odie the Brazilian girl. I know. No, I'm like pretty Swedish. Because I'm like very white too. That's true, but Brazilians can be white. Like, um, actually, I don't even know. I, no, like, um, 
What's her name? Juliana, if you know who that is. Oh, yeah, I don't know. She's pretty white. Yeah. That's true. Okay, wait. On all this talk of citizenship and stuff, Cass, could you get... Where are you from again? Ivory Coast? The Congo. Oh, the Congo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you get Congolese citizenship? So I could, I could get Congolese citizenship. So that's pretty cool. I don't think I would do that, though. Why not? I mean, like, I don't really, like, yeah. I don't know. I really <laughs> don't think I would benefit from God, I hope they didn't crash. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't help or hurt, but um, I could. Well, I mean, you could always do it for like <laughs> Congolese national team, maybe. Yeah. I know, but they're, oh my God. I don't even think they have like a women's national team. Okay. If they do, I they're probably like very, very bad. But yeah. you could be a pioneer cast. Help bring up that team from its roots. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But that means I would have to live there for a significant amount of time, and I don't really think I want to do that. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. I see, I see where that comes from. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, back to the, the statue itself. What I basically wanted to talk about is the fact that this is the first time I've ever really heard of a woman in sports being honored like this. And the fact that Brazil's already made so many strides forward in terms of, A, paying their national, the women's national team the same as the men's national team is – Pretty impressive. So I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think it would take for the four-time World Cup winning country of the U.S. to, you know, honor their, their women's soccer player like this? Because we have statues, in, especially in for, like, football or basketball or, like, for God's sake, there's one of Rocky Marciano, like, the boxer. So what would you guys think it would take or, like, who would you think is the prime candidate to get a statue in the States to honor women's soccer? I mean, I think, like, before even answering that question, I think it's very different honoring like soccer in America than it is honoring soccer anywhere else. So I think it's like a huge, huge deal in Brazil that they're putting up a statue of Marta. Whereas here, I just don't really think it equates because soccer isn't really as recognized the way it is in other countries. You know what I mean? So like, I think if they were to put up a statue, I want to say Rapino just because, but I feel like it could have been like Mia Hamm just because she pioneered women's soccer in America. But like, I don't know. I don't know where they would put it because there isn't like one centralized stadium. Like Maracanã is like the biggest stadium in Brazil. Right. So like, that's like where people go to watch games. So there isn't like a soccer stadium. Like, maybe the StubHub or whatever. <laughs> no, not the StubHub. Like, I don't even know what it's called right now. Home Depot Center. Uh, Dignity um, Health. Yeah, whatever it is. But you know what I mean? I just feel like there's not, like, one place and, like, one person that could represent, like, soccer in America. I don't know if that really okay. answers the question. But no, that, that, that makes sense. Cass, do you have any thoughts? Cass, <laughs> we just see your hand. <laughs> no worries. Okay, well, Anish, what do you think? Well, yeah, I was thinking along the same line, someone like Miham. I was thinking maybe Abby Wambach because she did have, like, a goal scoring record for so long. Or, like, 
Michelle Akers, who had the who was the Golden Boot winner in that in that 90, 91 World Cup. So someone along those lines. But um, I think you're also right with the fact that I was just thinking that you know this might be a good opportunity, especially if we do get equal pay in the U.S. for the women's national team, just because women's soccer is the only sport that America is good at internationally. Like. I know. I don't know. I guess they win the gold medal at basketball, the Olympic and stuff, but like who the hell are they playing against, you know? But but yeah, that's always something like uh, honoring people in that sort of sense. I think that's almost secondary after you actually try and fight for equality in the sport here in the States. Yeah. Speaking of more inequality, I'd say in in the world of women's soccer, I wanted to talk to you guys about what happened in the Women's FA Cup this past week. And I think you guys will both have some sort of reaction to it. So basically, the Chelsea women's team were supposed to take on Arsenal in FA Cup match like this past Wednesday. But the match wasn't broadcast on TV, even though, A, it's a group stage, a huge group stage fixture between the two like biggest clubs in London and Chelsea and Arsenal. And the reason that it wasn't broadcast was essentially the rumors are it's because the tournament was sponsored by Continental Tires, while Chelsea is sponsored by Yokohama Tires. And the rumors are that Chelsea didn't want to sponsor Clash, so they just didn't let the game be shown. So what do you guys think about that, that, you know, all these teams and the FA have said that they're committed to promoting women's soccer, but when there's like a huge match like this with so many national team players from the U S Canada, the Netherlands, England, and then they suddenly, they suddenly turn their backs on and they're like, we don't want to show it because of a sponsor clash. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, if I were to like, I don't know, play like devil's advocate. Maybe there was some issue with like the contract of each of them. And maybe they said like, yeah, you can't have a conflict of interest within like your sponsorships. Still it's soccer and like, it's literally a game. So I don't think that like a tire company would be more important than like an important game to show. And also, it'd be interesting. Also, actually, no, scratch what I just said. There's so many different like men's teams that have like conflicting sponsors all the time. So weird. Maddie, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, Maddie's here. I think it's just like emphasizing that it's all about the money and that even if there is like strides being made, it's you know, two steps forward, one step back. And that's kind of, um, I mean, th- yeah, that's, I just say it's like more about the money. Yeah. Let them play. Yeah. And it's annoying as well because this is the one match. Usually those um, FAWSL matches are like at 5 a.m., maybe max like six in the U or West Coast time. This match was like, it would have been at like noon here in LA, which is like, the perfect time for American fans to get in and, and watch the game. And also the fact that there were players in that game that would have had, you know, some sort of connection to the West coast. Like, you know, Jesse was on the bench for that game. I think she got in the 90th minute and then people in LA weren't able to watch that because of some stupid like sponsor clash. So it was, Wait, too- was it supposed to be, was it broadcasted anywhere? No, literally nowhere. They, 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 even, they, they let the journalists in, but they didn't even let the journalists post pictures or anything. So that was a real, like, what are you guys doing here? What's up, Shane? Hi. 
I think also right now for like COVID because there's I don't even know like because yeah. there's okay <laughs> there's no bands allowed there. It's even more important to stream it, and yep. so it's annoying that they let something like just a sponsor clash, like not let anybody at all see it. It's almost like a waste of a game, even though it still got to be fun. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a really good point. I mean, especially going off of what Odie said, that this happens in men's soccer all the time and the games are always broadcast. It's just like a real oversight on the part of the FA here. And I wanted to go from here to our next um, topic, which is the fact that there's it's pretty clear that women's soccer in England especially is, is benefiting a lot from the influx of American stars. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but... Um, Basically, since Kristen Press and Tobin Heath joined Manchester United in the in the league, their jerseys sold more than any Manchester United men's player in the first two weeks. No way. Yeah. So wow. I'm sure it helps that the Manchester United men's team is not doing the best right now. But that being said, it's it says a lot when I think before she even stepped on the pitch, Kristen Press had already sold more jerseys than you know. Yeah. Uh, Rashford or De Gea or anyone like that. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? The fact that they're just, as soon as they're there, the women's jerseys are selling and yet they're, they still aren't getting the support. I mean, I feel like this is just a broken record of us talking about so many accomplishments with women's soccer, not just in America, but all over the world. And for some reason, people just aren't acknowledging that they should be treated equally, you know? And I mean, honestly, not even equally, like in this situation, they're doing better than the men's side. And it's just like, I don't know, this just keeps happening and no one's doing anything about it. And no one's really paying attention to that. And I can only imagine how these, like, I don't play anymore, but like these female athletes feel when it's like all of their efforts are just futile, you know? And like, I don't know, like the proof is in the pudding, like it's there, like everything's working, but they're just not getting recognized. I just, I feel for them. That's really frustrating. And I also feel like um, now seeing all these players, like women's players going overseas and you see them flourishing, get a lot, getting a lot of publicity and stuff. It makes me think of what um, women's soccer will look like in a few years and who will go overseas and yeah. um, do like once more than just playing here in the U.S. Yeah. And also, like, I think it's making a statement with, like, U.S. soccer, too, that all these players are going overseas. And they're like, yeah, yeah the NWSL is pretty solid, but, like, if we're not going to be getting recognized, then why are we going to stay and really force something that's just not going to work out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it also speaks to the fact that just the NWSL, like, they did such a great job with the initial tournament, but then having the kind of like almost round robin type of play afterwards, maybe it wasn't the best opportunity for so many of these players who could just a make more money and b be in a more competitive tournament going overseas, which is why we're seeing like um, the NWSL essentially not able to have like a full tournament or like a full league right now, but instead doing like the divisional pod thing. But yeah, that, those are all, <laughs> all really good points from all of you guys. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask since I have all you guys, you know, Maddie, Shayna, Mary, all you guys here today, I wanted to ask one thing. Do you guys know, because I've never asked any of the coaches about this, how come for the soccer teams, we, we don't have your guys' names on the backs of our jerseys, but uh, the football and basketball do. 
we like you guys just have your numbers. Have you guys ever? Do you guys ever know about that? No, I would. No, I mean I've thought about it, but you've only got the like, back of our names on um practice. on one like practice shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think like logically thinking like when you have a roster close to forty, like they're just trying to save money, yeah. like they reuse the jerseys. So. Right, but football's roster is like sixty people. Oh yeah, I mean. But it's just when it comes to like other sports at UCLA, like just an example, us over um, when we had our workouts in the summer, mm-hmm. like our fueling packets was like a, a stale, uh, <laughs> a stale expired, expired, expired protein shake. Yeah. And then like a probably bar. a stale bar in a warm Powerade. <laughs> no Powerade. No, no Powerade. And then football was like two bags, a bowl of meal, bowl of meal, bowl of eggs, fresh, fresh fruit, and dinner. So, like steak, salmon. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my God. That's that was our, you know, yeah, firsthand experience. Yeah, we're kind of used to it. I mean, it's definitely annoying. Um, yeah, I mean. Especially like when we finish our workout and football finishes at the same time, uh-huh. and you just see the difference. Of food. Like we're just like, oh, what'd you guys get today? And we're holding like a little plastic bag. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Air that. <laughs> I hope that gets aired. Uh, oh, it, it, it will. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had no idea the football would get. I thought everyone's fueling station was the same sort of stuff, but damn, I get hot. Oh, well, obviously would, it's, it's worse. It's worse with COVID because we would have like a fueling station. Yeah, but even there is a huge difference with that. Like football would have like actual dinners and meals, and yeah, ours, I mean, was, ours was avocado toast. <laughs> I mean, how football have their own building, so I, I guess that's sort of like a yeah. where it starts. Yeah, yeah I like the BB and Js. Okay. That's a huge one. Yeah, you can't even get both. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. But, so, on that, I, one more thing I wanted to talk about before I get into this last thing and maybe get some stories for you, from, from you guys is uh, because of the fact that so many U.S. players are overseas, like Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Toby Heath, the most recent women's national team um, – Camp just came out, and obviously, as you guys know, uh, me, me official got called up, as well as Ashley Sanchez. So that's uh, it's two people who essentially were on were on this team, and it also meant that a lot of players who had never been called up to camps before, like I think Christy Mewis and Shay Groom in the NWSL, who played yeah. really well in the NWSL tournaments, they got their recognition and got a call up to the national team camps from essentially a new coach in in Flatco. So I wanted to ask all you guys, like the best course of action for all these players who maybe the coach looking at them like almost they're like a subs like they're like substitutes and they're just holding Alex Morgan's spot for when she gets back. What would you guys say should be the mentality for these players? Try your hardest. <laughs> Honestly. Like balls to the wall. She just can't. You gotta be like, yeah. like I don't think it's being a substitute. 
But I got most of that, actually. I mean, that makes sense. Like, they do have to look to the future and not just rely on yeah. the before. And, you know, they need essentially a, a squad there, not just a starting 11. You need, like, okay, essentially cool. two or three starting 11s. Yeah. I think, honestly, they just have to go yeah. in with it not getting in their head and realizing that, like, yeah, chances are me is not going to be on the full national team right now. But, like, it's a process. And, like... Maybe she will, who knows? But like, it's not really about how they, I don't know, compete with like the best players in the world, but it's more like what potential will they have to succeed further on? Like they're, it's such a good opportunity. And I feel like they need to look at it as like, I don't know, like they're an investment already, which is awesome. Like props to everyone. Good for them. <laughs> I know that made sense. Yeah, no, that definitely made sense. And it was just interesting from um, Shana there as well, because we got like the whole CONCACAF in this car. <laughs> Mexico, USA, and Canada there. So, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> Okay, so for this last little segment, I wanted to see if we had any crazy stories from you guys. So basically what this comes off of is what happened in the Europa League about two weeks ago, right before international break started. So my team, AC Milan, secured its place in the season's Europa League group stages because we scraped past the Portuguese team in a penalty shootout. So essentially, we only were in penalties because Zlatan had COVID. Our leading striker broke his elbow, and we had, like, a bunch of injuries. So we were playing with, like, our youth squad, basically. And we went to penalties with this team. And it wasn't just, like, five or six penalties. We had a 24-penalty shootout which so many people missed their goddamn penalties, including both keepers. And at one point, Milan were shooting first, so we missed our penalty like four times, and every time. It wasn't even that our keeper made the save. It's the other team somehow fucked it up and hit, maybe even hit the post twice and then still missed. And then finally, somehow, like somebody sold their soul to the devil and we won. Oh, my God. <laughs> That was 24 penalties, and I don't even—I'm not sure, but I believe that was the longest in any actual European play. So I wanted to ask you guys: 
what have been your craziest penalty stories, either ones games that you've played in or just games that you've seen? I feel like I told my story before. That was like the most embarrassing moment of my life. Oh, I know the story. Can you tell it again? <laughs> it's like, Maddie, did, did, have I ever told you this? No. <laughs> it like makes me cringe so much. I like, I literally hate myself. Basically, God, I must have been like 10 or so. And the team that I was playing on was this like super random local club team. Ram doesn't even exist anymore. And we were playing against our rivals, which were FC Golden State, doesn't exist either. And I hated the goalie passion. Lindsay Uteda, or have you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. I hated that girl with every part of my body. And it was like, it could, it might have been like the, I think it was the final of like some random tournament. But we went to PKs and like, I was definitely going to take a PK. And I think I was like the last person to take a PK. And Lindsay, the goalie, her strategy was like dancing in the net to like distract the other team. And like all the parents are like laughing, like it's you 10 or you 11, who cares? And then it's like my turn and I'm the last person or I don't know, my position like really mattered. And so I had everything riding on me and I was like, I'm not going to let this girl dance and like distract everyone. So I like roll up. I'm like doing the, the way, like moonwalking up to the goal and she's dancing. <laughs> so we're having like a dance off as I'm like about to take the big <laughs> Not only do I miss, I can get so far away from the goal. It's like five feet left of the post. <laughs> oh my God. Literally so embarrassed. And I like walk back like with my head down. My coach is like so mad at me. I don't even think I, I think she like kicked me off the field. I <laughs> lost the tournament. <laughs> yeah, it was like- That's funny, Liv. It was funny. I like don't get embarrassed. That is easily the most embarrassing moment of my life. Like even retelling it, I want to die. It was horrible. But yeah. All right, the car. Yes, please, someone take it away. I don't have, oh, you can go. Hello? What's up, Mary? What's up, hi. Um, Wait, wait, before you start, we've literally never had you on the show before. So just so for anybody that doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mary. UCLA. Hi. This is UCLA Junior and Mexico Under 20 Superstar, Mary Carmen Reyes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Aw. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about your show. I've listened to, to you guys. You guys made me laugh. Um, <laughs> But can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your story? <laughs> the review of our show. <laughs> so I think it was like this last, I think it was in January. We were at CONCACAF in the DR. And we like got the luckiest goal against Haiti. It was like to qualify to World Cup. Like it was not even supposed to go in. Like 
like that. We were about to lose. It was like the last 10 minutes we scored and then we went to PKs and I was like, I'm like one of the youngest on the team. So I'm like, I have to like say, I want to shoot one. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like the oldest on the team. So I'm like, yeah, I was about I, like, to say. No, I'm like the oldest on the team. So I'm like, I have to shoot it. Like I can't, you know, I'd be like super embarrassed if I didn't shoot one. So I go, I like want to shoot first. I'm like literally peeing myself walking up. And it's like all of Haiti is at the game. Like, I don't even know how they got there. It's like the whole country. It's pretty, yeah. It's super duper close. And I hear my mom and I'm like, okay, just like try to block it out. Like, don't, don't pay attention to that. I literally was like, just kick, just kick the crap out of the ball. Let's like. Just see where it goes. I couldn't even focus on where to shoot it. Like, I was that nervous. Hero strategy. <laughs> so I, like, go up to shoot it. The goalie, like, doesn't move. She, like, blocks my shot, and it goes It goes in. I don't know how it goes in. She, like, touched, touched the ball, and I'm, like, it literally went in because I hit it so hard. But I was so nervous I like looked at my mom and she was like gonna pass out and my dad is like right next to her and I go back to like wherever like the whole team's at and I'm like okay like we have to score and everyone was like not even nervous but that was like definitely like a highlight and I like can't forget that because we were supposed to lose that game like there's no reason why we should have like went through but hey, happy ending, and you guys qualified for the U20 World Cup, right? Happy ending, yes. And it still hasn't happened, so. <laughs> you'll get there. You'll get there. Go, so, I think it's supposed to um, be in January. Hopefully, COVID doesn't mess it up, but. For sure. But yeah, it was a crazy moment. Okay, Shayna or Cass, have you guys got a story? Or Maddie? I have one. Um. So my first 20s tournament, I like just turned 15. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and we're playing Jamaica. I think we we're up like one nothing. And my teammate gets fouled in the box. So we get a PK. And like, I don't know, the way I've always played is like you ask the person who got fouled, like, do you want to take it? Yeah. So I, like everyone's like, do you want it? She's like limping off the field. She's like, no, I don't want it. So then our nine at the time, like, hated taking PKs. So and she's like, I don't want it. And I'm, like, by far the youngest on the field. Like, <laughs> by at least three years. And they, like, look at me. And I'm like, I guess I'll take it. So then I'm, like, trembling. I, like, take the ball up the line. I, like, look back to our head coach. And he's like, like, but I, tell, I can tell he's scared. <laughs> Everyone's like, like, God, look. I like mean to just bottom right corner, like place it on the ground. I like totally miss hit it, but ends up going like upper B, or like like this one, upper right corner, and everyone's like, oh, like celebrating, like like you placed it so well, and I'm like, I just did not mean to do that, but I had to play it off. It was like literally maybe about this far from like going over. Ooh. And I'm like running back, like celebrating. And I get home from the tournament. My dad's like, why, like, why did you kick it that high? I'm like, oh, I just like didn't mean to do it. 
everyone was reposting it. I was like, I had to talk to my head coach after. He's like, oh, like I'm glad you took it. I was like, I'm so scared. And he goes, you like you didn't mean to do that, did you? I'm like, no. Like you ran away, but it was it was. It ended up working out, but it was really scary. I like almost messed it up. If it goes in, it goes in. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. I got on my side that time, I guess. <laughs> Mads, do you have one? I have I have a one to shout out Lauren. Um, Liv, I don't know if you were on the team, but we played against um, your friend, um, not Jillian. Hiya. And, yeah. We were playing against your friend, and – so my club does this, or my club team, we did this thing to, like, promote defense, and it was halves without a goal. So basically how many games you, you know, don't get scored on. And we were, the club record was, like, 24, so it's 12. Did we get, like, 52 or something? Yeah, so we were, Wait, like. and this is SoCal Blues, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were, like, maybe 15, and my, it was the, um, the, so it, it was 12 games. We were on the 12th game in the second half. So we were about to tie the record. And somebody fouls a girl in the box. And so if they <sighs> score, then, you know, it's over. And Lauren's in goal. And she, the girl steps up. It was Liv's friend. I, like, remember this. Wait, where were Because I would have been I on the team. I don't know what you were on. <laughs> And Lauren, Lauren saves it, and it was like, of course, she like full extension punches it over the bar. Typical Lauren. And we all, we, we all like dogpile. And it was, it's funny because at that time we were up like five zero, <laughs> and like, people were thought we were like celebrating, like <laughs> oh, she saved it, but it was like so much more than that. Wait, when was this? I don't, I don't know how old we were. I don't know if you were on the team. You might have been. It was I at the Polo Fields. On one of the teams. It was in San Juan. I literally don't remember. That's but, so Yeah, it was like a pretty, pretty big deal. But okay, yeah. The Lord's been a beast since day one. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for the stories. Cass, have you got one? I have any, like, crazy PK stories. I have, like, crazy soccer stories, but not, <laughs> not, like, PK. But I also just, like, hated taking PKs growing up. I, I was that girl. That's fair. Who's the best PK on the team? Me. It's crazy. All the best PK players, like, never want to take it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Viv. Is Viv good? I think there's, like... I've never there's like a mental block for our team. Yeah. I feel like Marley, whenever there's an opportunity, she's like the first one that like mm-hmm. wants to take it. Yeah. I feel like Lib Athens, though. Oh, yeah. The technique. Yeah, she's like really technical. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but like every time I've seen Sunny take a penalty, the coaches, I feel like they're always the most relaxed then because Sunny like just waddles up to the ball without like a care in the world and just places it in. So I feel like I have to yeah, she, for that one. Yeah. She hits it with good pace. Yeah. Do you guys have any like PK rituals? Like if they bounce the ball a number of times, something like that? Because I know basketball players have that a lot with free throws. I have one. She like prays. <laughs> I get like, you know where like you put the needle in the like the little hole thing? Yeah. I 
point that to where I'm going to hit the ball. No oh, way. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's so I like, cool. I like, I like look for it. And then if I'm going to shoot to the left, I'm like, I'm going that way. Or even when I shoot like a corner kick or a free kick, I do that. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, <laughs> we got to make sure nobody uh, on our opposing team. Yeah, hopefully they don't have superhuman sight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not going to lie. I don't brother, think that's going to give anything away. My brother, um, he told me about it when he was like younger. He played on strikers and he always mm-hmm. told me he used to do that. And I'm like, okay weirdo and then I was doing it he's like so you're gonna copy me I'm like yeah <laughs> Wait, I always wanted to be like him what happened are you superstitious um like kinda yeah I'm, I always have to like listen to like this one song right before I play what I song know. is it I can't tell you you can't tell us no, it's in Spanish, so you don't think I don't think you know it. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. Yeah, it's in Spanish. So I always listen to that before any game. If I don't listen to it, I'm like uneasy. Mary, tell Cass that I used to listen to Donald Trump by Mac Miller. <laughs> like every game before. Every she can hear before. you. She can hear you. I literally <laughs> Oh my god, that song just didn't age well. But, um, <laughs> I remember. I remember when we heard it. I remember because I knew and we were at that place, and, and, and you like were obsessed with it. He learned everything, and then you and every I single word of that song. God. It's it's I'm a very good song. It was like my sister and I's favorite song. Oh, it, that song gets me in the vibe. Any oh, vibe yeah. I'm in will <laughs> change listening to that song. Sorry. No, thank you. Thank you guys all for those PK stories. Those, I don't know if we, I mean, I'm sure one day somewhere in the NCAA, we're going to have like a 24 run of penalties. I hope that never happens when we're playing. Cause like, right. I, that, that game, just the Milan game with those many penalties took years off my life. So if that was you guys there, I think I might have a fucking heart attack. So let's <laughs> to us. Yeah, we're coming up to the end of the show. So thank you to everyone in the CONCACAF car for being on. The CC. Yeah, wait, one more thing. Give the phone to Mary for a sec. Okay, Mary. Hello? Can you see my video? Hello? Sorry. Yeah, can, you, can you see the video? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Mary. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, okay. Can, can you see my video? Yeah. Okay. Do you see the poster I have there in the back? Do you see what it is? Samurai. Is that Rey Mysterio? It is a Rey Mysterio poster. So I just want to ask you what you think of that. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I actually used to watch WWE uh, growing up with, like, my cousin. He was, like, obsessed. Mm-hmm. And Rey Mysterio, Undertaker... Was it Big Show? Yeah. Um, dang, who's the other guy? I don't know, but I I actually used to watch that, and I thought it was, like, super cool, and then I found out it was, like, fake. <laughs> I was, like, mad. Wait, the WWE is fake, right? Yes, it is. And then what's I'm, still the obsessed. I'm still obsessed with that shit. What's the one that's not fake? Uh, UFC. Oh, UFC. Exactly. 
the WWE is safe. Yeah, so so Mary, I just want to brag because so I did that myself, and I did it because I met Ray last summer, just while I was at my internship. He was doing like an interview with Fox Sports, and he just like walked by without the mask, and he had it in his hand, and I like lost my fucking shit. Hello. 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 Yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, where did you see him? So I interned at Fox Sports and he was there doing just like some interview stuff with like the wrestling department. And I just crossed him in the hallway and he was like without his mask and he had it in his hand and I was like freaking out. So oh my God. That's he just so gave me like cool. a wink in the hallway and I like lost all my marbles. That's super cool. Yeah, he was... He was pretty cool. I liked his masks. Mm-hmm. Did you know the 20, 2014 World Cup kit of Mexico was inspired by his mask? No, I did not know that. So if you ever had, or if you played on the team 2014 or, or that season, that that kit with like the, the lines coming with the crest in the middle, it was designed based off of his mask. Wait, is, is it? Oh, I think I'm thinking about another one. The one I'm thinking about is like where it's like the Mayan calendar. That's a different one. That's a different one. Yeah, that one is the one I thought of, it, but it's not that. That one's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Thank you guys. That was the last thing I wanted to say. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Good luck to Maddie. Good luck for your interview tomorrow. Thanks, Anish. <laughs> and, Ka- and Cass, thanks for doing this, even though you're driving. We really appreciate it. Go. No problems. <laughs> cool. See all you guys soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Are we done? Yeah. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Dude, um, I literally have my, I have to hop on that, like, that interview for, for and like, Go for it. so we'll thank you so much. We'll probably be able to do it next week. Like, okay. For sure. Wait, one more question. Does your mom speak Swedish? No. No, you just no. basically do it for the passport. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Nice. Cool. All right. I'll see you next week. See ya.